I'm Lucia Cabero Baptista, and you're listening to Decoding Automation, a no-code podcast brought to you by Leapwork. Thanks for joining me again on this episode. Remember that you can find us both on iTunes and Spotify, so make sure you don't miss out on our previous episodes. Today, we'll be talking about how to do regression testing faster. The pace of software development has increased tremendously in recent years. Consumers not only expect fast updates and releases, but also high quality. This has put a lot of pressure on development and QA teams to release faster and more frequently. And with the economic downturn that has followed the corona crisis, this pressure has only increased. Not only that, maintenance burdens, developer dependencies, and time restraints create even more bottlenecks and slow down the release cycle. So how can we do regression testing faster while ensuring quality? Praveen Kumar, Leapworks Customer Success Director, is here with me today to answer that question. But before we start, Praveen, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. Uh, hi, uh, my name is Praveen, and I've been working with uh, automation from last 14 years. And in my previous roles, I've, work, I've been working as test manager, automation architect, automation lead, and I've also played many uh, individual contributor roles in quality departments. Uh, prior to uh, prior to working with Leapwork, I was working with uh, investment banks, large enterprises, and I also worked with small enterprises where I face all type of uh, regression related challenges. And I'm glad that you invited me here to talk about those challenges. Um, and, and I'm looking forward to your questions now. Sounds great. Uh, so before we disclose to our listeners the tips and tricks on how to do regression testing faster, I would like to start with the basics. So why is regression testing important? So um, to understand this concept, it's important to understand how software product is developed. Uh, so let's assume that you have a product which is already developed and now you have shipped it to uh, your customer and they need a change in their software or they found a bug and they want uh, to get it fixed very quickly. So what your product development team is going to do is uh, perform the bug fix, but that bug fix might result into a kind of uh, critical error or it can introduce another type of issue, uh, which might be more critical than the existing issue. So to, uh, to check whether you have introduced a new kind of uh, bug or not, you need to do uh, a type of test which is called as regression test, which simply means test everything which you have already tested uh, or secure the previous uh, quality of that particular build. Uh, and that is called as regression testing. It's very, it, it, also, it is also very important in those terms where uh, you're dealing with financial applications or uh, business critical applications like uh, e-commerce, right? There, uh, it's difficult to, um, it, there, it costs huge if you make a one critical mistake. So it's uh, really critical to have your right things and right people in place for regression testing. Yeah, definitely regression testing is a key component of quality assurance. And as a matter of fact, we know that, that a lot of people manually run their regression suite. However, what are the challenges in manual regression testing? Manual regression testing uh, is, um, is, is always challenging because uh, your resources are involved manually uh, doing these regression cases. 
So as I mentioned earlier that uh, you uh, irrigation testing is usually uh, done on the uh, applications which are already uh, in production. So usually you have a large test set or large test cases, uh, large number of test cases which you need to execute before you release. So the biggest challenges uh, or uh, the biggest challenge which I see in regression is uh, losing uh, a critical defect or a risk of uh, have introducing a new critical defect and you haven't tested it well uh, and that cost company a lot again in, in critical application and also non-critical application uh, the fixing uh, fixing of these critical defects are important and there can be n number of reasons why these defects are uh, uh, reoccurring or maybe you, uh, you were not able to, your manual tester were not able to execute that and maybe you uh, did your testing with a less data set instead of a large data set. Uh, so with manual testing, uh, there are n number of challenges. Some of them I would like to represent, for example, it takes more time to execute test cases uh, when you do ma it manually, right? Uh, then if you have multiple environments, it multiply the, the execution efforts with the number of uh, the environments. Uh, and and sometimes when you repeat or as a manual tester, when you repeat the same test again and again, the probability of uh, making errors are more because of our human nature. Yeah, right? we're human after <laughs> all, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, also, it, it it kind of uh, demotivating uh, for some testers to just do same kind of work again and again. And so, uh, it's very, it, I feel, it's my personal opinion that it's dangerous to have manual testing nowadays where things are changing in this agile world. We need a very fast time to market. We need uh, uh, very high quality products. And uh, in some cases, the product, uh, product quality defines the uh, the nature of the company or uh, nature of the uh, the selling right nowadays so it's very important that you have high quality software in the market and it completely depends upon your regression and how you do your regression and manual is certainly not the way uh, at present so what would be the the option if it's not manual so obviously the next option is uh, to automate all those cases. Uh, it's a modern era. You have uh, robots working everywhere uh, and so do in the uh, IT industry. Uh, nowadays we have n number of uh, automation products available in the market. Uh, so you should choose the right product which solves your problem, right? For example, uh, if you introduce a, a automation tool, the first thing which uh, uh, I feel uh, which you resolve is uh, you get more reliable results uh, out of your regression test because humans are not executing them. It's mm -hmm. machine which is executing them and you will always get uh, the same result. Obviously, you need to update those uh, automation cases to be up to the mark. Otherwise, you will also lose uh, some sort of, uh, you will also make some sort of mistakes over there. But that is not that trivial in comparison to manual test cases. Mm -hmm. Then the uh, other, uh, the next thing is uh, increase in accuracy, uh, less time to market because uh, there you can execute in uh, parallel, right? Uh, and you And again, robots are running, so accuracy is already there. 
uh, you are running in parallel so it's a reduce a reduction in the time you can test multiple times uh, a day instead of just uh, having two weeks of regression cycle you can reduce it to a couple of hours test more often release more often uh, test uh, be ready every time so that you can uh, execute your test cases so these all uh, things will collectively give you a, a benefit where you are more confident about product you have more control over your product you can release any point of time you can build continuous integration and deployment uh, release cycles so uh, it gives companies a lot of uh, I will say uh, trust on their quality so why, why would you say that there are still companies out there not doing automated regression testing? There can be a number of reasons for that. <laughs> uh, so sometimes uh, it's difficult for people to understand uh, the benefit. Sometimes they think it's complex. In many cases, it is not. Uh, sometimes people don't realize uh, the benefit because they haven't done it. Uh, so it also requires change in mindset uh, and change in the mindset about the quality of the product and how you can achieve the quality. So it, it's a collective, uh, I will say, effort which uh, requires over here to move from manual to automation. And it is also vision from higher management, how you want to, uh, uh, how you want to see your uh, uh, see quality in your product basically so it, it's a collective uh, decision it's not only one uh, man decision to mm. move towards automation and sometimes I feel in large enterprises um, it is also politics which stops automation mm. uh, in, in uh, service-based company uh, I've seen uh, it's not preferred to reduce the uh, so that they don't get reduction in their manual uh, FTEs. Mm -hmm. So it, there are a number of factors, uh, but if you see from the uh, product owner's perspective, it will always give you more confident uh, confidence on quality. It will reduce your time to market uh, and you will ensure that uh, you have a very high quality product. So these are options that there are at the moment. So if there was to be a company out there looking into automation uh, at this moment in, in time, what would be the best approach when, you, when choosing an automation tool? What evaluation criteria should they follow? So uh, tools are always selected based on their needs, right? Uh, so uh, I would definitely go with proof of concept if I have to do uh, um, uh, uh, if I have to choose a product, mm -hmm. right? So uh, in that proof of concept, I would definitely uh, create some kind of KPIs. For example, does this uh, tool or um, a kind of new automation product is able to solve my challenges and what all challenges I'm having? For example, I have to automate web application, desktop application, then I also have to automate APIs. Maybe I have a project where uh, I have to in test the integration between all three of them, mm -hmm. or maybe mobile application automation. Maybe I have an IoT type of application. How, do, how would I uh, try to solve that challenge? So there can be a number of challenges. Mm -hmm. And based on that, you have to frame your basic challenges which you need to solve. Then uh, after that, you also need to look at how much effort that particular tool is going to take uh, to be implemented, mm -hmm. right? Uh, uh, one of the 
challenge in uh, these modern days are people try to tend to go for uh, maybe sometime outsourced uh, uh, out not sorry no I'm sorry not outsourced but uh, uh, they go for open source tool oh yeah right uh, so it's very good to go for open source tool when you know the coding practices and you have very high control on uh, on on your technical skills yeah but uh, as a tester, you should or one should not expect th those level of coding skills uh, on them and you should be very practical about that. And uh, I've seen people implementing very complex uh, automation projects, right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes it becomes more complex than the actual uh, project and it's very difficult to maintain scale and, uh, and, and, and implement those kind of uh, projects. So automation should be uh, a part of quality it should not be a project itself in itself right? yeah because you 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 just mentioned that you know it a lot of these tools require um scripting skills and uh, i just want to dig deeper into that because do you think that's something that sometimes is expected from testers nowadays that they should have a high level of coding skills and or, or what is your take on that yeah so uh as I said, uh, I have experience in both uh, working with out, uh, open source and uh, uh, paid tools. And I've seen teams working on both type of uh, environments. And in some cases, uh, I've seen people uh, or tester being pushed towards doing these uh, uh, technology-based automation where they just learn Java, uh, Java, JavaScript or C-sharp to implement these uh, complex tests. And in the end, what I realized was it was not scalable at all. Uh, the reason was uh, we tried to uh, teach our uh, business analyst or uh, those skilled tester who were skilled for testing those kind of business processes. They knew mm -hmm. the business processes. They were excellent in uh, business side, but they were not excellent at coding practices. They don't know the framework. They don't know the modern technologies. And we were pushing them to do that and somehow they get demotivated and there is another challenge so for example if you have to create a team of 10 people you will find two to three people only and then for rest you will always struggle to find them yeah. or if you have maybe three people three core people in 10 uh, out of 10 people team and these three people leave then you will leave uh, you will left with those people who are not that skilled and their automation dies automatically or it gets uh, some sort of hiccups so the better approach in my perspective is to pick up an easy tool which everyone can understand uh -huh. and follow up upon. For example, a tool should be which a developer can use, mm -hmm. a tester can use and a business analyst can use. Okay. This will help you improve quality and everyone can chip in and be part of quality. Quality should be responsibility of team, not only tester. Mm -hmm. right? And that's what I believe in. I mean, it, it makes sense uh, that, you know, tools should be able to uh, offer automation that can be understood by everyone, but it feels that that is not really the case currently when we look at the test automation tools market. Uh, so what is that, is that, are you talking about no-code automation? Is that kind of like the answer to this uh, problem that we see? Definitely. No-code automation is uh, definitely an answer to uh, these kind of challenges. Uh, the benefit of having no code is, uh, for example, if you have a team of uh, 10 manual tester, 
I'm talking about enterprise now, mm-hmm. but it it actually get uh, it applies on all type of uh, companies, be it small, be it large. Uh, you have ten uh, testers who are working on an enterprise application, which is a huge application. Uh, let's say a banking application, which is interacting with n number of other application. Then what you do is uh, you talk to uh, one person is responsible for one area. They are creating these uh, flows, and if you do it in coding practices, then X person or a person or tester number one will write it in a different way. A test in a different way. A uh, person or uh, tester two will write in a different mm-hmm. way. Even though you define some uh, guidelines, they will not be writing on the same level because yeah. of the level of the experience or level of the experience with the coding practices or C sharp or JavaScript language basically. But with the no code tool, there is no possibility of uh, uh, of writing bad code because code is gen- generated by the product itself, and you in some cases you won't be able to access that. Uh, which means that you just have to focus on your business logic, which is the primary responsibility of tester, right? So, I feel that no code is definitely answer for these kind of challenges. It will also help you in scaling the team, descaling the team, so you can have full uh, control on the project. For example, if you want to scale, you can add n number of people. And they will quickly learn that product because it's a visible product. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might be a visible, it might not be, but uh, usually you will see uh, visible products in no code domain. And these visible product ease out your uh, understanding about what's going inside these uh, these uh, applications or what are you testing in actual, mm-hmm. right? And then uh, once you you know that uh, these are the test cases which are implemented and this is how it is implemented, then you can scale it easily. You can uh, maintain it easily. Uh, and for example, you have to increase resources. They can chip in quickly and build them. And learning curve is low, so you can train them very quickly. Adoption in the organization is easy. Scaling across the projects is are easy, so that everyone in on on in this in a particular organization can talk same language, which makes uh, everyone's job very easy. And you can also share the components in between so that you don't have to uh, reinvent the wheel again and again, right? Because you, you, I mean, I guess like we could frame this in another way, which would be what what kind of challenges could you encounter with automation? Because of course, um, you know, obviously we're thinking or we're saying that automated regression testing is better than manual regression testing. But obviously, we all know that, you know, automation is not a walk in the park. So uh, it also brings a set of challenges, which I guess that's what you were just talking about uh, right now. That could be such as, you know, uh, maybe handover or like the quality of the code, having two people um, writing slightly different code for the for the same tests. Or you were also talking about scalability. So what else? I think scalability and maintainability are also major uh, things over here. Uh, so, for example, uh, you have 200 test cases to automate, right? Uh, you start uh, and you have 200 test cases in your regression suit, basically. You want to automate all of them. You start from beginning. Once you reach to 100 plus, then, uh, then at some point of time in basic coding practice, you will realize that you've used wrong framework. It, mm-hmm. it can't scale, right? So you, either you have to go back and re-implement it or maybe uh, make some fixes to the framework and then it's a kind of major rework. 
and in some at some point of uh, in some cases i've seen uh, people re-injuring it so many times that it it takes their whole uh, time in maintenance only yeah. and uh, and in some case they just go ahead with the b- uh, bad coding practices and the and the b- way they implemented was not perfect for that particular application and in the end they end up with uh, heavy maintenance and letting automation go uh, eventually right so that's not uh, the purpose of automation purpose of automating a test is to get good quality right and to be more focused uh, on the quality you should pick a tool which solve your automation uh, requirement not uh, increase your challenges around mm. these coding practices or uh, i would say uh, the learning the frameworks and all those stuff and also it should not bring another level of stress to testers where they have to learn the language and implement that and then uh, the scale and all those uh, efforts need to be done uh, which are not required at all so in no code implementation uh, yeah definitely people will uh, be very easily able to create these test cases and uh, for example if they go wrong from beginning they will realize it very quickly because uh, no code also uh, tells you how you should develop the code from the beginning it's not a code basically mm-hmm. how you should develop uh, your flows or record your flows in from the beginning so that they are maintainable and scalable plus the beauty of no code is that let's say uh, the uh, the scripts are not working due to some reason you can record them very quickly mm-hmm. but when you develop them it takes time right so that's the difference plus uh, i've seen a very a low level maintenance no code pro- uh, products in the market which enables user to maintain it very easy they have implemented some uh, uh, advanced technologies or advanced ways to solve mm-hmm. all maintenance related challenges scaling related challenges and also they enable uh, they, they are nowadays providing various level of analytics where uh, they also suggest the improvements right mm-hmm. uh, improvement need to be done uh, automatically on those uh, flows so this these all things enable people more to uh, bend towards no code enable them uh, to do what they are supposed to do help them in achieving right level of quality in their product and not to focus on other activities which are not relevant and not create a xylo project inside a project yeah. <laughs> uh, for testing definitely right? so in summary uh, if you could name what are the the main differences uh, between um automated regression testing and no code automated regression testing uh kind of like in in summary or in a few pointers what are the the key differences or what what are the key benefits from no code in comparison with just script uh based um automation okay so the first benefit which i see uh in no code is in comparison to the coding based practices you can start very quickly so your learning curve is low and implementation time is also very less right so for example if you have to write a, a test case for login uh, page let's say gmail login page with no code you can do it in 2 minutes okay but with uh, or maybe less than 2 minutes actually mm-hmm. uh, but with uh, a, a approach where you have to write a code it may take from um maybe 1 hour to 5 hour to write that 
and create some base framework so that you can scale it right but with no code it's just two minute no-brainer thing that's how i think uh, we should work it should we should try to solve the purpose not to uh, invent something else if we have something else in the uh, in, else over there plus uh, the second benefit i see is so for example you have to create 200 test cases mm -hmm. right if you do it with coding practice it will take definitely more time right but with no code it will take uh, maybe weeks only to develop that and with coding practice it may take months to develop that mm -hmm. and by the time you will get benefit uh, from the coding no code would, would be producing the uh, the results actually okay. right so that's there is a huge difference in uh, getting the results also yeah. right you will see the benefits very quickly you will get roi very quickly uh -huh. uh, and uh, and and you will see the benefits very quickly your developers and testers will uh, will start seeing early impacts of this but in coding practice you will see the impacts very late right uh, then um, again uh, with these modern no-code tools, you can have various type of reportings in place, which will enable your team to see the current project progress. You can hook them with CI/CD pipeline very easily. Uh, I'm not saying that's not possible with the coding practice, but uh -huh. it takes time, it takes effort to implement uh, those customized uh, solutions. But with no-code tools, they all are having uh, ready-to-go plugins where you can just plug them to CI/CD pipeline and just go ahead with your uh, test executions. So uh, these all major uh, challenges are there uh, and no code solve them very easily, I would say. So this is kind of like what people call the automation paradox, right? Where you uh, decide to implement automation to help you with your testing, but then because it's so complicated or, you know, script-based automation brings so many challenges that then it kind of like defeats the purpose at the end. Yes. Uh, so thankfully we have no good automation tools to solve that problem, right? Yes, definitely. And I actually wanted to ask you um, one of my last questions. I wanted to ask you about artificial intelligence um, because, you know, we, uh, AI has been a hot topic for a while now and it's been implemented in a lot of different spheres. However, can you actually use AI and machine learning in regression testing? And if so, how? Yes, of course. Uh, actually, AI ML is a very booming uh, thing nowadays and uh, flashy also. People love to uh, know more about it. But yes, definitely, uh, these modern automation tools, they are uh, implementing AI and ML logics inside it, which uh, or algorithms inside this, which will help them in various ways. For example, uh, where I've seen it uh, working is uh, generating the uh, the uh, locator strategies. For example, uh, you have web automation where your web page is very dynamic. So you can capture an element over there and based on uh, the AI and ML algorithm, you can pick the best possible strategy to pick that particular object in the web, web browser or web page. This enable a uh, tester to not spend their important time in uh, finding out these complex strategies tool will do it automatically for them right so test uh, the time saving plus uh, uh, plus the uh, the help which AIML brings over here 
is uh, giving this tester a tremendous um, output, right? Then similarly, uh, uh, for example, if your tests are failing, how would you analyze them? If AI or ML is there, then they can these algorithms can uh, analyze your test results and bring up the uh, maybe most five uh, top five reason of failure. Maybe they can help you in making decision of go na go. Uh, maybe it can also uh, look into your previous data sets or test results and tell you uh, about your application behavior. For example, during the night, your application takes only five or your 100 test cases take five hours to execute. But uh, in the uh, in the morning, it just take uh, seven to eight hours or in the day, it take 10 hours, which means your application performance is varying, right? You can extract that information. Then uh, nowadays, there is a concept of self-failing automation cases. For example, you ran a test, uh, it failed, then it, through these AI and ML algorithms, uh, our intelligence systems are trying to identify why it failed and probable fix for that. It will run it again and again and make sure that uh, it can extract uh, the locator strategies from page dynamically and make sure that next time it passes. So these are this concept is called self-healing flows, uh, yes. which is very interesting. And uh, I'm, I'm really... Uh, amazed by this kind of uh, technology in the test industry. Uh, and I think these are the major uh, things uh, which, which are making a drastic change in automation also. And no code is also uh, uh, helping people with these AI and ML thing and making this a foolproof system, I will say, or uh, a system which is actually uh, uh, delivering the, uh, the quality to the system and which is meant and fit for the purpose, basically. Yeah, um, I think that AI is a very interesting topic, no matter where it is being implemented. And actually, to our listeners, if you're interested in an AI, in an AI, sorry, uh, an automation, you should check out our previous episode where Florin Manole, uh, Leapworks Director of AI and Analytics, answers the question of, will AI take over automation? Um, but just to finish off this episode, I actually wanted to ask you, Praveen, based on your own experience, what would be your recommendation for anyone hoping to do regression testing faster? So first thing first, never make your testing project a parallel development project, right? Uh, because it will not uh, give you any benefit. It will, uh, in the long run, you will defeat the purpose of automation. And the second thing is uh, that you should be focused on what you're trying to solve here, right? You're trying to achieve good quality. Now, how would you solve that? You will solve that by having a tool which fits for your purpose, which, which can test, for example, web, desktop, and, uh, and, and maybe mobile application. Pick that particular tool, then implement automation case, probably using no code, which makes your uh, automation is scalable. You can uh, your your team or your team members, developer, business analyst, business owner can create these uh, no code based uh, automation test cases. You can have user acceptance tests uh, also involved in your automation, which makes sure that everyone is uh, responsible for quality, and you achieve high quality product in the end, which is actually your 
goal uh, when you implement regression testing and obviously it will give you other benefits for example uh, less time to market uh, more time for uh, more time to put uh, your manual tester into critical business uh, logic testing instead of just testing the same thing again and again and their morale will definitely uh, be boosted yeah hopefully uh, testers will be happier right yes. <laughs> which is their ultimate yes. goal yes definitely Great. So I don't know if there's anything else you would like to add to this episode. I think uh, it was nice talking to you and um, pleasure to uh, discuss these things with you. Definitely. Well, that's uh, all from us today. Thanks for joining me today, Praveen. Thank you. I hope you all enjoyed this episode. I'm Lucia Cavero Baptista and this is Decoding Automation, a no-code podcast brought to you by LibWork. Mm-hmm.